What's happening in the canine industry? For all the latest news, views and expert opinions, stay right here for the canine paradigm. You'll hear from industry leaders, experts, doyens of the industry, learned colleagues, movers and shakers, and the odd Randy guest. Get the latest insights and expert advice from both here and abroad from the people in the know. Now, here are your hosts, Glenn Cook and Pat Stewart. And I'm Lofty Fulton, and I'm out of here. Hey, Glenn. Yes? Something amazing's happened. Go on, tell me. I found Jason Furman's phone number. No way. We should ring him and see if we, we can should. buy some dog equipment off him. We've got to put this to rest once and for all. There's so many people harassing me about his website and you. So, yeah, let's ring this idiot. Ring him up. Okay, hang on a sec. It's ringing. I'm excited. Hello. Hey, Jason. Yes, Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ringing to uh, try and buy some dog equipment off you. Yeah, what do you want? I don't know, some tugs, some leashes, some some of that kind of stuff. Can I do that over the phone? No. Okay. Why would you do it over the phone? Mate, let's get down to the nitty gritty in the business here. Have you got a website or not? Of course. What? Yeah, of course. I just didn't want to tell you buggers about it. You're an idiot. <laughs> so, please tell us, what is your website? It is www.einzweck.com. E-I-N-Z-W-E-C-K.com. You heard it here, folks. Einzweckdogquip.com, where you can buy oh all God, your dog training equipment. It. Head over there right now and purchase yourself some tugs, leashes. What else do you sell, Jason? Uh, plenty of HS products. Uh, mm-hmm. Dog pull equipment, five four mills, anything any normal dog person would want. Wonderful. No head halters. No, no head halters. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Hey, Cut Jason. It yes, Glenn. You're still a bullfed. Bye. Welcome back to the Canine Paradigm. I'm your host, Pat Stewart. I'm joined in studio back in Australia for an IACP uh, wrap-up by my co-host, Glenn Cook. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pat. Hi. How are you? Good. We haven't seen each other for a whole week. I know. Can you believe it? It's weird, I isn't did. it? Because we've, we've <laughs> been living in each other's pockets. I know. We literally have been by each other's side for two weeks. Yeah. Staying in the same More rooms. More than that, yeah. Yeah, two, yeah. yeah, two weeks traveling all over Canada and the USA. Like, yeah. we, I think- Every airport there was, we were there. (laughs) (laughs) Just about. (laughs) Hey, so I guess we're going to release this probably, if you're listening to it, you're listening to it, and don't be afraid we're not- We're going to- Yeah, yeah. So so don't be afraid we're not out of ISCP content, but we're uh, we're back and we're going to do kind of a wrap up because we're back to our normal recording schedule and then we'll be trickling out the rest of the ISCP interviews that we did while we're there because there's still heaps to go. Yeah, there's another four episodes to go. And this yep. is mainly just based on appreciation of what we did and what we saw and yeah. who we spoke to along the way and what we learned while we were there, mm-hmm. which was, I think it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It we really had a, was. It, it was a really good time. It was a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> from the from the start to the finish. I mean, like I said, the only thing that wasn't enjoyable was the jet lag and the, mm. the, the amount of travel. But all said, you know, it wasn't too bad. I think the hardest one was the flight home from... LAX to Sydney because yeah. um, we were crushed in that those little seats up the back of the plane. Yeah, that was um, a tough time. Yeah, that was a tough time. That was the hardest leg of all of them to do. Yeah. But look, we made it. 
You know, I, I fly a lot at the moment. Yeah. Right? I'm on a lot of planes. I know, you are. You're back and forth. And so- Mr. America. Well, Facebook obviously knows that, right? So all the ads in my Facebook feed are travel accessories. Yeah. So I bought this pillow, this neck pillow thing that's kind of like a neck box. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was like, this is going to be the best. It came out, I saw a million I know, you're so proud. Yeah, you I'm showing it to it. you. I'm like, look at this thing. And I did not bring my normal one, which is quite good, right? <laughs> Well, I can tell you that thing was junk. I left it on the plane. I was like, fuck this thing and left it there. So I know. I saw you had a little tanty at the end and you just, it was just left there on the seat and you're going, fuck that thing. It's shit. And, we, and I'm looking at it and I'm going, you're just going to leave it there? And you're yeah. not. don't want him want it. $70 pillow. Fuck it. It can yeah. stay on the plane. Yeah. It was such a piece of shit. And so somebody's going to go, oh, score. Look and at this they're cool going to put thing. that on the neck and go, oh, yeah. no wonder it was dumped here like a piece of shit. Yeah. No, I'll bet you those people that clean those planes find heaps of those on board when people are like yeah. fuck this thing I'm leaving it so tell people what it is so they don't make the same mistake well I don't want to get sued by the company you don't have to say what the name of it is yeah it's basically say. like a half neck brace like you would have if you broke your neck yep. and I thought oh that's great and that you put it on one side and then you wrap it you wrap this thing around your, your head and neck and then it you You're lean against lean on, it yeah. right? so that's fine that works except in order to have it tight enough that you, um, you it, it go actually, purple. yeah, like in order for it to actually support your neck <laughs> and lean against it, Too you pretty funny. much have to put yourself into a half choke hold yep. to get it done. So then you get this cranking headache from lack of blood flow into your head. That's a piece of shit. It's yeah. total junk. Mm. Um, never again. I'm going back to the old faithful. Yeah, mine was nice and comfy. I was. Happy yeah, I've got the same one as you have. It's a. It's, that's yeah, it's a good just one. like a memory foam one. Yeah, that, that's the way to go. Yeah, right? it's, it's the best. <laughs> well, welcome back to the. Travel Pillow Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so we did a shit ton of travel. Got a, racked up a lot of frequent flyer points, that's mm. for sure. But big trip, we're gone. It was nearly three weeks that we're out of the Almost, country. Almost, yeah. Over to Canada where we did the- Walk With Me Ottawa yeah. seminar. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Three days, right? And yep. a lot of people there. I think we, we talked our to Emma. number one fan, Emma Murdoch. Yeah, so we talked to Emma. Um, We've got an interview with her, so yeah, we've got, a, up. got one coming up. Yeah, Big shout out to her. Emma's been a huge supporter of the show right from the start. And it's not a joke when she talks about how she's number one fan. Like that's a- No, um, she's she's the goods. Yeah. She's she's a really sweet person and a little entrepreneur as well. Like yeah. she really has got a shit- For a young girl, yeah. she's got a shit squared away. Yeah. Like she knows team. what she wants. Yeah. her And she you're right. Her t- whole team. You know, she's got some really magic people over there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Zoe Needy. Mm-hmm giving us those beautiful portraits, which yeah. I've got to give you your one yeah. here. Yeah, I've got to pick my one up. Um, what a lovely girl organized to take us into Ottawa because Emma and Carolina had to nick off and get ready to go on their cross-country trip. trip to Colorado Springs. They were yep. driving from Canada over there. So we had one day left in Canada and uh, Zoe and Sarah took us into Ottawa and chauffeured us around and mm-hmm. took us to see all the sites and you know, some nice places to go for a drink and something. It was lovely. It was a really beautiful place to see. Yep. Uh, plug for Zoe. So a lot of people contact me and try and get my wife, Jane, to do logos because, you know, most people know Jane's a, a, a very good artist and very tattoo good. artist. Very good. But she hates doing logos. Yeah. And uh, she's good at them. She did mine and I think mine's maybe the best in the world ever. I think that, um, she, that was the last one though for, she for Jane, said, wasn't that's it? Just, I'm yeah. never doing another one. Yeah, Jane's a serious artist. Um, like she's kick-ass. But so uh, talk to Zoe. If you want a logo, yep. talk to Zoe about getting a logo done because her her stuff is fucking cool. It is yeah, awesome. She's like, she's 21 years old. Mm. And it's like speaking to someone who's been on the planet for 40 years. Like yeah, she's, she's really wise. like, she's a very switched on, 
young lady. Mm. So talk to Zoe if you want logos. Mm. Thanks, Zoe. I really appreciate the Randy and Remco artwork you did. And I'm, we've showed it around the place, so plenty of people have seen it. But yeah. it was an unexpected gift. And you also did the logo for the the seminar as well, the Sweaty oh, yeah. Tour. So yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for that. And I know Emma organized it. So, you know, me, like I said, meeting the whole team out there, and meeting all Emma's staff and, and um, getting to spend some time with them at conference as well, like awesome people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the, the attendees, fantastic, just fantastic people. Yeah. You know, getting to hang out with some of the guys from the OPP and our favourite, second favourite or first favourite show sponsor. I, I think well, that we can't, we can't we, have we a favourite. discuss our favourite. Yeah. We can secretly have Well, one. he's our favourite international. Yeah. We've got our favourite Australian, who yeah. is Jason Furman, Einswick.quip. <laughs> Einswick.quip. And we've got our favourite international, which is Monsieur Lapointe. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Lapointe at yeah, no, uh, Canine awesome Dynamics. Dude, yeah, he guy. is a really nice guy. And he gave us those giveaway tops as well. Yeah. We'll come up with something dramatic and sweaty to make sure we uh, get those to out the coolest to you. people. Yeah. And then, you know, after we were in Canada, which was uh, an awesome time, we flew down. And hey, we've got to say thank you to Sarah too. Oh, yeah, for picking us up, driving yep. us around. Yeah, she chauffeured us around. That was awesome. She really did a great job of that. Yep. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate Thank you, it very heaps, much. Sarah, yeah, for coming to get us from Montreal and yep. shipping us over to Ottawa and then back again. And yeah, mm-hmm. she really looked after us. Yeah, definitely. Thank yep. you. Um, and then we flew uh, down to, where do we go? Washington, D.C. to drive down to Sean's place. Yeah, and you drove. So we flew in, got there late at night, and then you drove two hours down to, mm. where is it? Hanover. Hanover. Yep. Hanover in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Mate, I tell you what, I love that guy. The whole family, Janet and Sean, they made us feel welcome from the minute we walked in the door. Yeah. They are some of the best people on the planet. Yeah. They're lovely people, very homely. And I mean, super relaxed when we got there. Like we'd been running around the country. We were, we were dead. We were beat. You know, it was a it was a lot of late nights and a lot of travel. Got there and I tell you what, you walk in the place and it just feels like you're home. Yeah. You're treated like well, we are family. I mean, yeah. effectively, that's what I was going to say. I mean, ever since the first time I met Sean, yeah, you can just tell when people are family. You know, yeah. what I mean? like it just fits together. Yeah, and you know, he's been what is it three years in a row? He's been out, yeah, to, three years. and stayed at my place. Yeah, and, um, that's the second time I've been to his place, and it just is. There's no, it, it just fits. Yep. You know what I mean? Like when you just rock up and you're like, oh, hey, bro. Like yep. it, like you were together five minutes ago and you've been hanging out the whole time. Yeah, it's not – there's no distance weirdness or anything yeah. like that. It's just like, oh, here we are again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And same thing with Janet. Janet's just a lovely person. Yeah. Makes you feel welcome. You know, sometimes when you stay at people's places, it's like you feel like you're an inconvenience or you mm-hmm. like you're a third party or a bolt-on or something like that. Not the case here. It's just like, you know, this is our home. Welcome. Do whatever you want. Mm. And, uh, yeah, fabulous time over there. Did some really fun stuff with Sean and Janet. You know what I really enjoyed at their house? What's that? <laughs> that dog's silence. <laughs> so, that dog is unbelievable. Yeah. So they had this – it was Jeff's dog who was also staying there. Jeff Allen? Yeah, Jeff yeah. Allen's dog. But yeah. – the story of Silas is Janet bred him yep. and he was sold, um, I think Janet bred him, yeah, and he was he went to Canada, I think, and was a French ring dog there and then there was some problem in the house and he didn't get along with another dog or whatever and um, they, you know, as breeders do, took him back to rehome yep. uh, and it's not like he, was a, he wasn't a problem dog, it was just the two dogs weren't a good mix and he's got a French ring one mm. and anyway, long story, Jeff's ended up with him and he's now doing PSA with him. 
But that dog is such a funny dog. He's the one, if you saw photos of me with just a random Mally, and we did that Facebook Live. It's the Live. one with you looking at the door, drinking yeah. your morning coffee. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you saw the Facebook Live we did with Sean about the raffle, he's the dog that just kept climbing into my lap. If you would observe that dog and didn't know the history, you would you say- You think he's a sissy. Well, you'd say that dog has no discernible drive whatsoever. He won't yep. take food if you give it to him. He just mopes around the house, <laughs> climbs up awkwardly and wants to cuddle people. But I was watching him work. I mean, that dog fucking works, right? Like, mm. and he, um, I think he got a PD. He has a PDC. I think Jeff Gotti's won on the Sunday. I'm not sure whether he passed or not. I think he did. Oh, let um, us know, guys. Yeah. Mm. And like I say, he has a French ring one already. Like, he's a, he's legit. Yeah. But when in the house, is just no discernible drive. Like, actually a perfect He's like dog. a pussycat. He <laughs> comes and climbs up on top of you like a little kitty yeah. and gets in your lap and just sloths all over you. Like, yeah. he's like a little mopey dog that comes up and just yeah. – Puts his head in your lap, and then next minute he's in your lap, flopped in top on yeah. top of you. He's just the chillest dog ever. Like, yeah. and he's gorgeous. Like, he really is a gorgeous yeah, dog. Yeah, super dog. Yeah, I'm not a great Mally person. Yeah, because of how Looney Tunes they can be. Yeah, but I would definitely own a dog like Silas. Well, hundred percent. It's interesting because I was thinking that, and I actually said that. I think I was talking about it to Sean or someone else. Yeah. It might have been someone at ICP. I can't remember. But I was saying how I know you don't, you aren't a massive fan of Malinois, but that's because you see the ones here in Australia. Yeah. And the, we have- They're, We've a, just got edgy ones. Well, there's an overwhelming, there's a flooding of the market with a particular bloodline yep. that are nervy dogs, yep. right? And so, yeah, they, they're good on the field and they're powerful and blah, 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 but they're not easy to live with. That's right. Um, and I was glad that you got to see that because you see- 100%. Like, it changed my mind. Yeah. It actually changed my mind. Yeah. Mm. And and so, you know, that's why I say like, I like Remy and the bloodline he's from because he's not a bloodline from Australia. Remy's Beautiful dog. Imported. Yeah, and he's similar, Remy. right? Yeah. That they really can. This is what sort of annoys me. People say, oh, you know, you can't live with a Mally. I'm like, no, you totally can. It's if, just got to be the right Mally. Yeah. And you see, like, we had in the house at one point, like, two uh, PSA 3 dogs, both legit. Like, And there is only 22 PSA 3 dogs, right? Yep. Or whatever it is, 22 or 23. Um, both legit Family dogs. serious dogs. Yeah, just cruising around, Family kicking dogs. around, with totally kids, safe. Kids yeah. running around. Adults getting drunk and playing cards against humanity and people having a good time and living, you know, just a normal life. And yep. these dogs are just like loafing around on the couch. Yeah. And they're yeah. serious working And they're dogs. serious dogs. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. Yeah, that, I'm com- glad that you got to see I'm, that. I'm glad I got to see it too. Like it changed. The great thing is, and I think this is the thing that people say about travel, is that changes your minds about beliefs and cultures. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. It really did. It changed my mind about Mally's. And- What's uh, what's that little bitch's name that I took a bite from at State Zika. Zika. Sean and Janet's female. You and Sean were explaining about her bite to me and saying, you know, like for, she's so intense and the talk she puts into her bites yeah, is yeah. unbelievable. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, sounds, you know, legit. Yeah, yeah. A- until you actually put some legs on and let this little female bite you. Unbelievable. I mean – I'm not going to try and make it sound like I'm a French ring guy and I've taken leg bites for the rest of my life, but I've taken a lot of dogs in the legs. And when I took this female, I've never had such a powerful female on me that contorts everything from her tail all the way to her mouth. Yeah. It was, it's freaky, isn't it? Talk is the word, right? Like she has a full twist in her body. Like she bites you and then she contorts 
everything into it. Yeah, it's yeah. like being hit by a boa constrictor. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how intense she actually is. Yeah. Like I'm thinking to myself, holy shit. You know, like her bite was hard enough and then she puts this, like this clamp on you that her whole body just squeezes into yeah, it. Wants to push you. It's a hundred percent commitment. Yeah. A hundred percent commitment. It's yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah. Couldn't believe what was She's going a good on. Dog. She's a great little dog. Puppy's available soon, I believe. If they have any more. I'll tell you what, I'd almost be tempted to buy one. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would, 100%. I'm almost tempted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would 100%. Because that, that line of dogs is just Yeah, different. very impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're right, it's changed my mind on males. Yeah. Like I came away with an entirely new perspective and I thought, my God, I'm, I'm, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, but that's but just I what like we that, see you know? here. That's yeah. just what we see here. You, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right to say, yeah. oh, like they're hard to live with sort of nervy, edgy dogs because yep. the overwhelming majority of them here are. Mm. But that bloodline that Sean and Janet have, you know, it's all the Zuko stuff, mm. is phenomenal. It's yeah. excellent. It's excellent. And- I love the little culture they've created around their PSA family yeah. um, and the Zuko trial that they had, yep. the Zuko memorial trial that you decoyed in. And mm-hmm. I hopefully finish my judging apprenticeship off for PSA and PSA one and PDC or mm-hmm. PDC and PSA one. Mm-hmm. Wonderful time over there. Met some just, I mean, the people over there are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real. That's um, why I love PSA. It's, it's a tight knit community. It is a tight knit. People wonderful over there. They were so friendly, so engaging, so inviting. They just couldn't be helpful enough. Mike Wendell, the judge on the trial, the man that I was uh, shadowing, so giving, so friendly. I mean, he was holding himself up on his judging to show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, what an absolute gentleman. Uh, Mike, if you listen to the show, I don't know if you do, but if you do, my absolute appreciation for what you did. I know that was it's a pain in the ass for you to have to slow yourself down and and do that on such an important occasion, but please know that it was very much appreciated yeah. by both of us, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and it's great for us to then, you know, whatever the path looks like to you being able to judge here in Australia, that, you know, it's another mm-hmm. step towards it. And it just builds can, our community, right? Once we can start doing that, then we'll be able to grow the sport here way more because we'll be able to trial mm. way more frequently. Well, that's right. It just doesn't create any pauses in it, so we don't have to wait and wait and wait and wait. Yeah. If we can kick some intermediate or some beginner dogs off yep. and then get the big guns out to do the the bigger trials and so yep. forth, I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah. It really is. Well, and that's kind of the goal is that you can judge up to those ones so we can get more dogs into the more twos ones, yeah. so that by the time we bring out a judge, it's not just me and Jay that we're bringing out a judge for. There's That's right. way more people here and way more worth, not that it's not worthwhile with just two of us, but it's just a more cost effective, I guess. Yeah. And that, and it just keeps momentum going. So we are getting clubs going and there's more people coming into PSA, hopefully in the in the yeah. you know next year or so. Yeah. We won't have to wait and wait. It'll just be, we can have two or three trials a year or more, whatever we need to, and just get this thing kicking. Yeah. So we had an awesome time there, and then we did up at two in the morning to travel (laughs) to the uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah, it was some deer on the side of the road when we were – our eyes were hanging out of our head. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough – that was a a tough day of travel. Yeah. So we got up at two in the morning to travel to the airport to to be on a flight, to Mm -hmm. get to do two different flights to get to Denver – Horny George had to uh, pick us up from Denver. Horny Thank George you. Kittredge. Yeah, George Kittredge. What a legend. Met us at the airport, was waiting at the baggage terminal, at the baggage claim for yep. us, straight into the car because we were in a rush. We wanted to at least catch the end of Birdie's presentation, yep. uh, which is exactly what we did. He so it was an there. hour and a half drive from Denver to Colorado. He yep. was actually at Colorado. He got up in the morning. Port, listen to this, right? This is, this is what a legend this kid is. 
both of us love him. He's awesome. And the reason we call him Horny George is because he makes other people horny. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna t- we'll tell more so on that pretty. story. Yeah, he is. He's, he's so a really pretty. he's a really well sculptured, good looking kid, <laughs> and he makes people horny. He kept saying, "I'm not horny," and <laughs> we've got to tell the story now. <laughs> he's carrying on one night about. I don't like it that you guys call me Horny George because it infers that I'm horny all the time, and, and I'm not horny all the time. It's not the kind of personality I have. And I was hysterical. I was like, George, we call you that because you make you ma- other people horny. <laughs> it's not. About it's not about you. Yeah. Stop, stop making stop it all about, about you, you, George. Morning, <laughs> <laughs> uh, George. Ah, uh, bless him. But I mean, he had a kid. disaster of a morning. His mm. bike got so I was like, you know, I won't, let's not go into all the details. But uh, he had a shit morning and still managed to meet us on time and get us where we wanted to. Well, be. I tell you what, he could have easily have just said he could have like dropped us in the shit and just said, guys, look, fuck oh, you. I'm, well, he could have just said, look, my bike's been stolen, um, you know, sorry, I, I just can't do this, I can't handle it, which, you know, unfortunately a lot of people do do things like that. Yeah. And, and right, look, understandable, understandable because understandable, it's pretty heavy, but he just thought, you know, fuck it, um, it's happened, there's nothing I can do about it, I'll still go and pick yep. up the boys anyway. Mate, you are a legend, we really appreciate you mm-hmm. making your way all over there. The fact that you're already in Colorado Springs, you had your bike nicked and then you came all the way over the airport to pick us up, that speaks leagues about the type of person you are yeah yeah you're you're a man on a on a path mate and i i've liked you since the minute i met you in in st louis the first conference i met you and i i'm glad we've maintained a friendship ever since keep doing what you're doing you're an absolute legend yeah there's kind of a theme going here right is that everything we're talking about now is really about we had a bunch of cool experiences yeah but all of those experiences were through cool people right and i think that was the whole trip that we've just been on and the whole journey of um doing seminars and hanging out with friends going to psa trials and then ultimately get to the iacp conference we'll talk in a moment we obviously met a bunch of um sorry we learned a bunch of really cool shit right it did some amazing interviews that people probably have heard a couple of and are going to hear some more Mm. but the real the real gem in that whole tour is the the networking oh is the people right and just Mm. getting to know the people and and at a time in the dog training industry where there's so much fuckery and it's so easy to you know especially online when you look at this kind of thing and think oh this whole industry is full of fucking assholes and i don't want anything to do with it yeah you can totally see how people think that and they just fall away from the the industry and know what no longer want to be engaged well said but we when we're there just had nothing but amazing experiences with a huge gamut of people like Mm. literally hundreds of people that we just had an amazing time with and get to hang out with and just talk shit and what was cool at conference for us this year, and it's the last year that it's going to be, was like we did the podcast for sure, but we didn't really have any responsibilities other than sort of dragging people away to come into our little podcast room. Yep. So you're just hanging out. There's just like, here I am. I don't have to work in any way other than cool interviews, which is not work. Yep. And just getting to know people that you know online, that you see online, and really finding out what they're like and finding out what sort of stuff that they, they really do as a dog trainer and, and where their specialties lie. And, mm. you know, everybody has kind of a persona, I suppose, a face that like an online image, yep. but it was really good to get to know people like, Hey, who are you behind that? And what was amazing is the people who what, like really warmed the cockles of my heart 
is when you see people online and they have a particular image, right? Say Larry Crone's a good example of this, right? Like Larry presents as this benevolent, like loving, awesome dude who just is really trying to make the world a better place and give away a lot of information. And I'm always scared of meeting people like that, that when you close the door, yeah, when you Mm. close the door and they're like, fuck everybody. Like (laughs) I make so much money doing this. This is all a front. And I'm always terrified that that's going to happen. And then I was so happy to meet him and, and he's not only what he presents. He's not a charlatan. But more, he's mm. he's more of he. He can't even express what a good dude he is. Well, like even in it the doesn't interview, turn off. yeah, even in the interview we did with him, like he he showed his vulnerability. You yeah. know, like he was talking about, like I'm gonna get up on stage soon and I'm nervous and I'm you know like I'm really having heart palpitations about doing this, and you know like even as you said to him, well you've got seven million views, and as he said you you know but I'm sitting in my car talking into my phone. Yeah, he goes, there's a room full of people that have come to see me, and and this is really you know making me nervous. And I, I thought for Larry to show people that even the presence that he commands and that he's gathered during that time, he's still a human being. He's still vulnerable and he still feels nervous when he's about to get up and speak. And I really appreciate it. And he said it on the podcast yeah. where he could have tried to wing it and fake it through. And I thought, good on you, mate. I'm, you know, that shows people who are young and up and coming in this industry that everyone gets a, a case of the nerves when they've got to get up and speak. Yeah. Yeah. For mm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so, as I say, it was really, that's what I love about being at those kind of events is just hanging out with people that, and really getting to know people that you think you know, yep. you you have this idea of who they are and you see them online and you sort of engage with them that way. Yep. But then to really, you know, sit down and have a few beers with them and let the guard come down and then go, oh, there's nothing new to find out. Like yep. that's what really, like that makes me really happy because it doesn't happen with everybody. Every now and again, you see the guy come down and you go, oh, that's who you are. Yeah. Right. Now I know, right. Mm. For better or worse, now I know who you are, but with so many people, I feel like we, we got to see like, oh, you really are the person that you're saying you are. And it's really cool to find that out. Yeah, there were really no, um, there was really no cloak and dagger shit going on there at no. all. I mean, the minute I walked in there, I bumped into Jason Fasconi mm-hmm. and he walked straight over to me. He said, g'day, Glenn, how are you going, mate? Is there anything you need? And I mean, thought, what an absolute gentleman. Yeah. You know, I've literally just walked in the place. He's come straight over, shook my hand, you know, and I mean, that guy's busy. He's been sitting on the board for ages. He's got judging and stuff like that. And just a nice, genuine Texan, yeah. you know, just walks over, happy as Larry, having a good time, probably enjoyed the uh, the fruits of Colorado Springs. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, probably carrying six guns concealed. Oh, probably. <laughs> It was it was funny. Um, I remember one year asking Nelson Hodges how many guns he had, and he goes, "You'd never ask a true Texan how many guns he's got." <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Colorado's an open carry state, right? Because when we went to that Garden of the Gods, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you didn't come. You were at that the meeting, but when I went there, there's like people just kicking around with guns on their hip. Which, America, yeah, which is about so American, but to Australia, like. That's so bizarre. Yeah. That is so bizarre that you would just be carrying around a gun for the, the sake of it. Yep. it. It's so, I get it. I'm not like, I don't want to get into a debate on that, but um, it, it's such a funny thing to see. Like, like we're cleaning a shotgun in the middle of the PSA field <laughs> when we're over in Hanover and, you know, at the PSA trial. Yeah. And we're just like, no, pulling, bad you, you're pulling it apart and banging things out of it and, yeah. you know, like giving replacing it a, a spring in Replacing it. a spring and stuff like in the middle of the field with like 100 people floating around and, yeah, yeah. you know, you're just sitting there with a pump action shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So America, <laughs> we must have said that a thousand, a thousand times. times and sung the America fuck the yeah Team song. America the song, Team America yeah. song, yeah. 
But anyway, yeah, so uh, people at the ISCP was the really e- exciting thing. I know what your answer is going to be, but say it for the say it for the podcast. What's the highlight of being at the the conference for you, Dr. Roger Abrantes? Yeah, yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to disrespect anyone else, and I don't want this to sound like a cop out. But I was excited about seeing him from the get go, and I mean, he is the most intriguing person that I've met for a long time. Like the what that guy has done for our industry through his his intellect and his commitment to ethology has mm. just put everything that we know well not everything i shouldn't say that but he's he's done an incredible amount of work for animal behavior mm-hmm. uh in terms of things like aggression and defining what aggression is and characterizing the difference between predatory behavior and aggression wonderful to meet him he is such uh, a wonderful human being He's there's no ego to him at all. He's a real gentleman. He's an absolute gentleman. He was so welcoming to do the podcast with you and I. He was absolutely thrilled to come and sit down with us. Even after he did his speech at the conference, he came up to me. I, I don't know if you were there, but we were. Nah, but you told me. Yeah. yeah, he came up to me and he said, "I've got to tell you." He said the podcast that I did with you and Pat. He goes, "I really felt at home with that." He said, "I felt like I was with friends, and it was just a wonderful time having a conversation with with two mates." Yeah. I thought, "My God, this is somebody that's you You've know been admiring and quoting." I, and- I'm he's my poster guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I I have a little poster of him somewhere just that I pray to every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool because the truth is we were trying to get in touch with him. We we're trying to find him yeah, um, and couldn't find him anywhere because we knew he was in at the hotel but couldn't find him. And so- Dr. Ian Dunbar. Yeah, we he called- came to our rescue. We called him. We yeah. called Roger Abrantes on Ian Dunbar's phone. Yep. I spoke to him and was like, hey- we're I'm, some random dude from this, Australia. Yeah, I'm some random Jono. Do you want to come into <laughs> random a, Jono? Do you want to come into a, a dark room down the back of the hotel with me? <laughs> some sweaty room with yeah. two sweaty Australians and, and just you know talk about some stuff. And yep. he's like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> and then and he just bolted yeah, to the I'll hotel. Meet, I'll meet you in the lobby in 15 yeah. minutes. And then you know, like literally 20 minutes after that conversation, we hit and record on the podcast. So for him to say that he felt like very at ease and comfortable with us, that's pretty cool. That it's it's, it's super, an am- it's an amazing endorsement from somebody who. Um, both of us have an incredible amount of respect for, not just both of us, yeah. but there's an immense amount of people at that conference who just really look up to yeah. um, Dr. Brandy's and for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool, and people are going to hear the interview with him, I don't know, in a few days or whatever yep. after this comes out, you'll hear my mind get blown, right? And yeah. basically at the end of it say like, I have to go back to my room now and reconsider everything because you've just, You've just told me I've been wrong yep. about something. Uh, yeah, he fixed a mistake. Yeah, my yeah. whole for years, and yep. you know, we've said something on this podcast like literally dozens of times, which is wrong, which is wrong. Yeah, and but then I said to him, I was like, "This is my big issue," and I spoke to him at length, sort of that night at the gala. I was like, "The problem is the problem I have with what you told me is that." what I do works. So now I have to figure out why the fuck it works because what I thought, the reason I thought it worked is not why it works because yep. you've just told me that's incorrect, mm-hmm. but it, I know it works. So I have to figure out why. I know, so I'm just I, thinking what sort of sorcery and fuckery is this? Yeah. So I'm, I'm literally, I went back to my room and I was sitting there like head in my hands thinking mm-hmm. I have to rethink everything. I don't have to change anything because I know it works, but I have to, my explanations, the way I teach stuff, everything has to change now yep. because of one thing that he just told me. So when you listen to that episode, I won't say what it was he, he said, but you'll hear me go, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, I was have, a, it was an intrigue for me as well. I was yeah, really pleased. I've totally come to understand what he said, and I'm actually and 
thrilled by it because it fits what I do better. Yeah. It, it really It does. makes the model work better. Yeah, it does. Mm. And I no longer, I've always, especially when you deal with the force-free sort of positive-only crowd, there's a treatment in aggression that I sometimes have found difficult to justify. Yep. I know it works. I've observed it working. I've done it many times, but I've somehow, I, I can and have been talked into a logic trap with it, right? And never again. Like he's given me the the tool that I need to, to so talk my way. So you're wrong. Yeah, yep. uh, to, to explain my way out of that situation, absent just going like, give me the dog and I'll show you because I can prove it. Yep. Now I have the tools given to me by him that means I can explain it. And I am in the business these days of being an explainer. So yep. I, I can't be, uh, I cannot even begin to it, demonstrate my gratitude for mm. Uh, just a little piece like that to me, I mean, it's not a little piece, it's a huge piece, but that is going to um, make everything that I do so much easier and better. Yeah, it's definable and discernible. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Dr. Abrantes. Through this, he's become a friend to us. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to listen to our show because he really wants the podcast we did with him so he can put it on his website. Yeah, we'll tag him in everything and yeah. put it all on there, which is super cool. Yeah. You know, so and he asked me to send him a picture that you and I took with him when we finished the podcast because he said, "Oh, it's a great picture. I really love it." Uh-huh. And he said, "If you wouldn't mind sending it to me so I can share it around." That's cool. And I said, "Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh this is like sending a fourteen-year-old girl to pick up Justin Bieber from the airport." <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Hey, one thing I did, I was really relieved about, and I know this is a little bit personal, but I want to talk about it anyway. Okay. I had a little fallout with Josh Moran a while ago Mm -hmm. and it was really fucking up my mind quite a lot because Mm -hmm. I really like Josh Mm -hmm. and him and I I think that you love Josh maybe. I I do a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But brotherly love. Yeah. And, um, you know, Josh and I for many, many years got along incredibly and we had a bit of a personal disagreement, professional disagreement, I should say, and it affected both of us Mm -hmm. and we sort of fell out over it. And not so much that we completely stopped talking, but it was a little bit complicated mm-hmm. and it upset me and it upset him. We finally got to conference, we saw each other and we had several chats with each other and we've rekindled our love for each other again. I saw it. I witnessed it all. You happen. witnessed it all. Yeah. Yep. And it was, it was an emotional thing. He was upset about it. I was upset about it because I think there was a huge amount of relief. And that, again, that's a wonderful thing about having those face-to-face. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was, yeah. mate, is that you, that's were, right. you were together. We were together. There was no bullshit. We were both having a bit of a, a vulnerable moment together. And, you know, we got to say things that we really need to say to each other away from a keyboard. Yeah. You know, which is really the magic of networking and having that human relationship with people. So, Josh, if you're listening to this, you know, you know, I appreciate you and I thank you for your time. And, you know, it was really nice to have that conversation with you. And I'm glad we're back where we, we left it. Mm. Mm. That's cool. It is cool because yeah. it really upset me. Yeah. Emotionally too. Like it fucked me up a bit. Look at you, you nearly crying. Yeah, now. I'm a little bit sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. well, don't be. It's, yeah. all, it's all good now. It's all good. It's all healed. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. The other one, you know, we just mentioned his name as well. We did an interview with Ian Dunbar, which is, it's a funny one, right? So we spoke about this. You know, I don't know if all of our listeners have ever listened to all the podcasts, but when I first got into dog training, I was, before I had a dog to practice on, I was really leaning towards the positive only side of things. Certainly started out that way. And the person online who has the most consumable media is him. Yeah. So Yeah, he's a poster child for many of the people in the positive media. Yeah. And so I have read all of his stuff. I've watched all of his videos. I've listened to all of his podcasts a long time ago, but I've really am across a lot of his stuff. Mm. 
And I, I had all these intentions of sort of going into the interview with him and sort of sort of sticking it to him, right? And being like, hey, fuck you. Like this is balanced training is the way to go. But it didn't go that way. And I want to sort of explain something to people. You know, when I know that we when we do release that interview, we're going to get some feedback for not being as hard on him as I certainly had planned to yep. and maybe could have been. But it didn't feel right to do that because I really have a deep respect for the guy because so much of what he's a person and this is not, uh, what's the right words? This is not overstating things in, he's a person that we talk to that is a foundation. He developed the foundation for a lot of things that are taken for granted today. Yep. Similar to, and this is a crazy bunch of names to drop in the same sort of context, but similar to the way Bart, Pat Nolan, people who uh, have, were pioneers and literally- That's a good word, pioneers. Literally invented or discovered or came up with a lot of things that is just dog training today. Mm. He's still a scientist. Yeah, but- He's still a scientist. A lot of what he, you know, and like when we talked to Pat Nolan, I was like, you know, I want people to understand like when you use a scent tube, that's because Pat Nolan decided to do that. Like someone had to go, hey, I'm going to go down to the hardware store and make a scent tube in order to imprint scent with. He was the first person that we know of, that he knows of, that did that. And now it's just what you do. You know, modern use of the electronic collar, but basically invented how to do that. And now there's there's literally thousands of people worldwide who are using it in his method without perhaps even knowing his name, right? Well, Ian Dunbar's the same in a lot of puppy development stuff yep. and a lot of the force-free stuff. Now, I so I have a great respect for him in regards to that. I disagree immensely with him on a lot of stuff. And I had intended to sort of stick it to him during the podcast and be like, hey, get up to date. <laughs> but it didn't go that way because I just realized during it, two things, that would be unfair because we'd been hanging out with him for two days and had developed a friendship with him. Yeah, and we got drunk with the guy. Yeah, yeah. like a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that would be unfair. That would, literally would have been it's an, an ambush. It's an yeah. ambush. And, and it's not fair to do that with two of us versus one of him. That's yep. like, it, he come into our show. We've it's been disrespectful. To it's very rude. That's right. Yeah. And, and I really do have a, an immense respect for him because a lot of the stuff, that, like I say, a lot of his content is very good. I only disagree with him on a, a small portion. I completely disagree with him on a small portion of what he said, mm. but it is only a small part of what he, he talks about. A lot of the, the info that he has out there and what we discussed in the interview is 100% legit and we yep. use it today. And we use it in various ways. Like he talks about, you know, puppy bite inhibition and all that kind of stuff and how he kind of, you know, a lot of the early research on that. And that's been in a lot of working dog programs around the world. People don't understand like he's early. Uh, we do exactly the opposite of what he said because we don't want to bite inhibition, yep. but we only know about that because his early work. Yeah, but for pet homes, for that's pet right, families. Yeah, that's like, right. But, and, and that's what he has generated yeah, with his research. Yeah, that's mm. right. And through that research, we now know better ways to completely make sure you avoid a bite inhibition yep. in a young dog if that's your goal. Yep. Um, and it's because of that research. And, and so I just, I know that we're going to get feedback saying, Hey, you didn't really stick it to him. And one of the things that I know people are getting upset about and you know, fuck you uh, is he said shock collars and you know, the, the rhetoric is to always correct people and don't let them say that. Yep. And I know people are going to get upset that we didn't say, Hey, uh, 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 excuse me, Dr. Ian Dunbar. It's actually an electronic training device. But he's going to call bullshit on that. Exactly. And it just wasn't 
It just wasn't going to fly. Why fight over semantics? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I, I enjoyed hanging out with him. He was a really nice guy. And, and the other thing- he, other, he was, right? He's a very nice guy. He, he actually was a lot of fun to yeah. hang around with. And, you know, like he's got his shtick. Yeah. He's got his shtick. But away from that, he's actually a fun guy to hang yeah. out with. And I think- And very interesting. What was really sad, and you're going to hear it in the interview, but I'll, I'll talk about it now anyway, was that he was there- for the full four days because he wanted to hang out with Martin oh, Dealey. He didn't man, take a speaker fucking fee. heartbreaking. Yeah, he didn't take a speaker fee. He kept, like, he only agreed to come and speak at the ISCP because he wanted to hang out with his good friend for four days. And Martin died before he got the chance to do that. So yep. then he was in the lion's den, you know, surrounded by people who really are, you know, think of him in not – I don't think anybody really feels this way, but they're – he had they were a bit disenfranchised with his. Well, he had the impression that he had the impression that he was amongst people who don't like him. Yeah, and you know I, I, that turned out not to be true. He had a great time there. Everybody was really nice, and and when you know how to party as well as he does, <laughs> you tend to make friends pretty easily. Absolutely right. But I just it was really sad, and I just thought this is not the time to get into a debate on philosophy. Just let this guy talk about what he knows and is is phenomenal at, and don't press the don't create an argument with this guy because he already said he doesn't argue and I'm not going to change his mind about anything and who am I to do so anyway right mm. so I just sort of let it just enjoyed the conversation with him which yeah. I did enjoy the other thing that he made a very salient point about was that people cherry picked a lot of his comments yeah, out that was and clear as well yeah he really made he he really was quite clear about that point because he said there's been plenty of times where I've been quoted deliberately short. Yeah. Where people have cherry-picked what I've said, but they've finished the sentence where it felt convenient for them. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? You're fucking right. Yeah. And let me say, I'm probably guilty of doing the same. Yeah, of Because course. in the past, I haven't been a Dunbar fan, and it's not him personally. It's just things that he said. And I, think, I, I used to think to myself, well, why the fuck would you say that? Yeah. But- I've cherry picked points out, yeah, you know, and I've stopped short on the passage where I really should have read through it and completed the sentence. Yeah, so I'm guilty of that unsavory practice myself. Mm-hmm. I'd encourage people not to do it. It's something that I guess if you're going to learn about things in life, they're one of the, that's one of the things I learned about at this conference particularly because when he said that. I kind of thought, mm, God, I've done that. Yeah. And I really need to stop doing that. Like if I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to start speaking to people and I'm going to start spreading a message, I've got to know my topic a little bit better. Yeah. There's a few times, you know, just over that couple of weeks where I kind of stumbled on a few things and I thought to myself, I really need to do some of these things a little bit better, be a bit more prepared in, in a few things, mm-hmm. which is good. It's a good awakening. You know, I don't shy away from these things. Sometimes you just need – not to pat yourself on the back and just grift through life being hopeless, but say to yourself, how can I improve at what I'm doing? You're either standing still and you're just gathering moss or you're, you've got to try and if you want to be progressive, you've got to be that rolling stone that you encourage everyone else to be. Yeah. You know, you can't shoot ammunition at other people and, and not be that person yourself. So, you know, it's, yeah. it was an awakening and hopefully for other people as well. Yeah. Well on that, you know, in dog training and in life, there's no such thing as maintenance. You're going forward or you're going backwards. Correct. And so choose to go forward. Yeah. Right? Any, no one can afford to rest on their laurels in, in, in anything because mm. you'd be overtaken by people who are still thirsty. Let's segue over to the whole Martin Dealey thing for a little minute. Yeah. Because that was really a pressing point at this conference. Mm-hmm. Because like we said before, and we have mentioned it, there were some really nasty things said about Martin from a small group of people outside of the ISEP. Yeah. It was incredible 
to see the amount of reverence and respect and love for that man and what he's done for that industry. And I don't think people really got a very good perspective of it until you start being present at somebody's eulogy. Yeah. Okay. The commemorations of Martin and and what he did and what he had brought to the organization and how he brought that group. I mean, he brought Dunbar there. He brought Abrantes there, yeah. you know, and the spirit of the IACP comes from Martin Dealey. Yeah. Now, Martin Dealey is not a beloved friend of mine or yours. We didn't know him very well. I no. met him briefly. I made that very clear. I'm not trying to say he's my best friend. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the intricacies of the man, the idiosyncrasies or anything like that. But what I do know is that he has brought a community of listless people closer together he started to develop something that started off incrementally and has grown to, you know, thousands of members. It's growing across the world now. We met people from other countries. There's movement in other countries where this is possibly going to strengthen and and grow beyond what we actually know it as. This man is instrumental in bringing this all together. Yeah. So, you know, I think that when we think about people like Martin Dealey, we've got to not look at some of the things that people think are a little bit shady. We've got to look at the the grand picture of what this guy's brought together. Yeah, totally. And there was nothing shady. There was nothing shady at all. Yeah, it was yeah. just people's inference. And what Roger Branty said when I asked him, so how, how is it that you came to be here speaking at the ISCP? And he said, oh, Martin asked me, you don't say no to Martin. So yep. like that that was his role as the glue that held the whole thing together. Isn't and, that amazing? Just yeah. that that alone that he brought two big players in. Yeah. And it was all for just Martin doing it Dilly. as a favor for him. Yeah. And I mean, even Ian Dunbar, when he was he got up and had his time at conference, he referenced that he titled books after some of the things, the Good Little Dog Book or something yeah. like that, after hearing Martin Dealey, how he uh, trained dogs and dealt with dogs. Yeah, that was something Martin would say, a good little dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Martin Dealey, on your memory, thank you very much for what you did for everybody yeah, at the ICP. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. i got to say, I saw, before we move on from that, I don't want to make a public spectacle of it. I was sitting at the table with Mark Goldberg and it really caught me off guard what he meant to people when I saw how emotional Mark was at losing a friend. And I don't know Mark very well, but I reached out to him and I said, mate, look, man, I'm really sorry about the loss of your mate. And he just said, such a fabulous guy. He brought me to the ISCP as he did a lot of other people. And I really saw, I looked around the room and they were showing the pictures and there were just people howling i just thought to myself that's a tough gig you know to to have that but it was the respect and the honor that the guy generated through that time so it was very uh heartwarming to see what he meant to a lot of people there yeah totally it was really cool because there was that big sort of uh eulogy i guess at the gala dinner at the gala dinner yeah yeah and Uh, people held it together really well until then and yeah. yeah uh so let's move on yeah at the gala dinner, we were talking all year about how if you're an Australian going to the ISCP conference, you had to get in contact with us because we had a secret that we were going to let you in on. You had yep. to be a part of it. You were either with <laughs> us or against us. And it was nothing crazy other than that we all wore black tie. Like all, all the guys wore tuxedos and the women wore ball gowns. Uh, and we just- uh, We handed up. <laughs> we rolled in as though yep. it was like we were going to the Oscars. <laughs> and, and then proceeded to ask people all night why they had dressed like farmers. <laughs> um, Which was actually a good deal because you and I won the- Yeah, so it was quite fortuitous because then mm. we had to get up. And so on that, a huge thank you. Again, we're sort of loving on the ISCP a lot, but certainly I had a wonderful time there. And the thing is we were, the pair of us were awarded the President's Award, Mel Benware, you know, the President, uh, 
gets her at her discretion gets to give away an award each year, I suppose, mm. and decided to give it to us for our uh, what would it say exactly? It was our appreciation and support. Of uh, it's the, up there on my mantle if you want to grab it and read it. Yeah, hang on. Here we go. I've got it. After that long delay that hopefully you've cut I'll, out, I'll cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> it says presented to Glenn Cook, and my one says Pat Stewart. Yep. IACP President's Award in appreciation of the canine paradigm support and partnership, which was a huge honor. And absolutely, it was was pretty Mm. cool. We had no idea that was coming. She was explaining who was in receipt of the award, and I realized about two thirds of the way through when she uh, said these two gentlemen, that's when my heart went bang, and I thought, oh my god, and I thought, oh shit, we're gonna have to get up there, and I'm drunk, (laughs) 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 and I am gonna have to get on that stage in front of 500 people, and I'm in no shape to do that because I'm in party mode. I've finished work and I'm I'm drinking. Yeah, you were running around with a little chihuahua all night. Yeah, I was. uh, I was having a good old time. Yep. So, not that I was drunk, drunk, but I was I was having a good time, right? You're, yeah, you were comfortably inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as soon as I realized it was us, I was like, oh, no. I know. This is going to be a disaster. And you you led me in for an awesome joke, and I totally missed you it. You bummed and just, it. I just freaked out on the stage <laughs> and basically tried to run away. Um, but the truth is we really appreciate getting that award. It's a it's a huge deal, actually, it is. to it us. It is a um, massive deal because now we're um, internationally awarded. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. But the truth is, you know, in recent times, times when there was all those issues we the truth is we gave our blind support to the IACP because if it had turned out that there was anything going on we would have looked like fucking idiots yep. right and and I was confident that there was nothing but there's no way I, we yeah. could know that that's right um yeah. and we just had to support it and you know I, I just didn't feel right what people were saying that's right and mm. and it wasn't right no um but we we just decided to to give our blind support but it wasn't blind support because you know w- the reason I have decided to support this organization so uh, wholeheartedly and when there was any rumors and speculation about any impropriety in the organization, which is total bullshit, but uh, what I was thinking about the whole time was in the Dog Training Conversations podcast, right, uh, Chad and Jay did, and by the way, they did an episode, sort of a reunion episode at the mm. conference, which will be awesome. I can't wait to hear And that. Chad won an award too. He yeah, won he, a, got, he won a literary award. Yeah, for his contributions, his articles yeah, to the magazine. Which is great because Chad's written word is unbelievable. Yeah, excellent. Mm. And so they did a, a podcast. I, I tried to, I went over to it, but my he was in a, a room and my tinnitus is so bad, I couldn't hear anything. So I, I, I didn't get involved. I didn't stick around. I feel bad about that, but I couldn't hear a, th- a thing anybody was saying. But anyway- at the end of every podcast, they would sort of give a shout out to the ISCP. And I know, you know, Chad's a former president and he is such a, a straight up stickler for the rules. Yeah. And he's yep. such a good guy. Yeah, he is. That in the whole, in the whole sort of issues of it, I sort of thought to myself, no, like Chad has been behind the curtain on the ISCP. He's been the president. He knows the inner workings of the organization. Yep. And if there was any fuckery, it, he he wouldn't have stood for that. And he's he, he wholeheartedly supports it as an organization. Yep. And therefore, I am happy to throw my blind support at it because it's not blind support. It's my faith in him. Yep. That, and so that's, that's nicely said. I, I appreciate that. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, uh, it's true. So yep. that's why we decided to just say, fuck it. Like, mm. we support this organization wholeheartedly. And, and it's very nice. And, and I really do appreciate from the prez, as I've been calling her. Yeah, um, the prez. Melbourne the El Presidente. Yeah. She's you know, wonderful, isn't she? Yeah, she, she is. What a lovely person. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because she gave us an award. 50% because um, she gave us an award. Yeah. 
but we but we would probably still say it anyway, just not yeah. mean it as much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'd say, we'd say oh, she's all right, didn't she, Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> I like her. Yeah, she's now not bad. Now, yeah. gee, she's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, oh she's awesome. Hard. She's our. She, we're basically best friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she is awesome. She she's doing a great job. Yeah, isn't and she? Has, and has taken the reins. She's at a, a tough. Difficult she's time. a tough lady. She's got lots of tenacity. Yep. I was impressed watching her. She invited me along to the face-to-face meetings and so forth, where you basically just sit as a fly on the wall and get to watch people work. Mel stands for what she believes in. Yeah. You know, like she's she's a tough lady. She's she's um taken on a serious role and she treats her role seriously. Yeah. And sort of I guess the final thing we should say about all of that is uh you're gonna be on the board next year. Yes. I was selected. Um Mel did give me a heads up not long before we left. And said to me, hey, I've got something to run by you. And I said, yes. And she goes, how would you feel about being a part of the board? And I said, enormous honour. Hope I can live up to whoever I'm replacing, which is Jason Fasconi, mm-hmm. who's done an amazing job and is a wonderful person. And uh, I said, look, Mel, I, I, I would love to do it. What's it involved? And she said, well, there's a couple of roles I want to run by you. But if you're interested, let me know. And I thought about it and I said, look, I'm in. It was actually good timing because I'm stepping down from my board of directors seat for the Pet Industry Association of Australia, who they've been wonderful to me, but I've served three years there. And subsequently, I'm going to stay on a subcommittee there just for the boarding kennel industry. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've done my time there and I thought, wow, good time. You know, like it's it just sort of met in the middle that I'm standing down from one and I'm picking up another. And uh, I was finding out at the time, whether or not that was actually going to come to fruition. And uh, when I was at the meeting, they walked back in and congratulated me and said that um, I'd been supported by all the board and everyone congratulated me and, wow, what an honour. Yeah, it is. It's a huge Congratulations Thank you. me. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's an awesome step forward for the IACP because, you know, we have on this show talked about putting the I in Exactly, IACP right. Yeah. And now uh, with a, a board member who's – International. international, like mm. it, that, that is moving in the right direction. Yep. And I think that what's your role going to be? Well, it's not finalized yet. It, but it's, it's not finalized yet, but maybe something to do with the international committee in yep. Europe. So yep. uh, hopefully I'll be working with the European IACP committee mm-hmm. where we met Petra and uh, we met several delegates that came over from Europe who were there to add their support and also they're looking forward to getting something uh, officially up and going in uh, the European sector, yeah, which is just amazingly exciting. Yeah, so hopefully I'll get involved in something like that, which we also want to do in Australia as well. Yeah, well, I guess to sort of our wonderful stories of adventure leads to the point of the dog training world is in well legally we're in an interesting time, mm. right? And we need as balanced trainers. We need an, a strong industry body and there are many around and maybe some do good jobs and maybe some do bad jobs. I don't know, but we've decided that IACP is the one that we're going to support and we're doing that wholeheartedly. And certainly if you're listening to this, I encourage you to join that organization to strengthen it, right? Yep. Because we need a unified voice. And now, you know, having been a part of it, like I'm on the legislative committee, you're going to be on the board. I can tell you that people are working hard in that and there's a lot going on behind the scenes. That you'll never appreciate unless you're a part of it. Well, and you'll probably never know. that There's a lot of things going on that you just don't even know unless you see it. That's a good point. That's a really, really good point because people say this in the PIAA as well. Like, what's my money doing for me? 
you know, because you kind of th- sit there and you think, well, you know, I just pay a membership, I get nothing back for it. You do, you do get something back for it. And what you do get is a conglomeration of people who actually fight for your rights, like really get together and, you know, like dissect legislation, looking all over the world, like working on our legal rights to actually represent the tools and the techniques that we need yeah. to be using as uh, a community. When we were in that original AGM meeting, mm-hmm. Rick Alto got up there and he was speaking about your involvement in it and what you've brought to the team there. I mean, even when we were going to, to board one of the planes, like you let me read a passage of what you had written. And I thought, wow, that's actually very intellectual and very cerebral that anybody who picked that up and read that would say, this is a, a, a well-researched document, yeah. you know, and that's, that's the thing that you and the team are actually working on together to say to people, I'm fighting for your rights to be able to use the tools that you're complaining about not getting to use. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a parable as old as time, uh, a parable uh, yeah, about dragon slayers. Right. Yep. And the thing is the reason that the human condition knows of this story, right. Of the fictional guy that goes out to fight the dragon in the dragon stand, he hunts out the dragon and he fights it in its stand. And that is to stop it coming to the fucking town. Yeah. Right. And that is the role of these industry bodies is to be the dragon slayer. And if it, the dragon slayer is doing his job correctly, the people in the town never even know that there was a dragon. That's right. Right. And that's mm. the point of these kind of organizations. And IACP is the one we've chosen. I like that. And it's that's the one a- that we're going to support as hard as we can. Uh, because these are the the people that as a body, even just the presence of having a body like that will provides a cover to us. It will stop people trying to fuck us around in, in an industry when you just, when you can say, Hey, well, actually I represent 10,000 people that are unhappy with this situation. Right. Yep. And the bigger that number is, the more clout that the organization has. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And that's something, I mean, we won an award, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So our work doesn't stop here just because we oh, got something no. just because we got recognized for for doing this it it's not going to stop us from saying to people here's the time to go out and start bringing people into the organization right. you know like I was actually listening to Nelson Hodges when he was up on the at the AGM talking about how many states have got people in, and it's not many in some states, you know. And I think what what would be great if you could go out and do a recruitment drive and actually bring people into the ISCP for the right reasons, yeah, you know. And this is not just blindly getting people to throw money into an organisation. It's not it's, about money. That's right. It's got it's, nothing to do with It's about money. representation that's and it's right. about collaboration for the right reasons. Yeah. And as you said before, you made a really good point about this is something that we're getting behind because, I mean, there's so much fragmentation in this industry and it's got to stop. Yeah. Ian Dunbar made that point. He said there's so much fragmentation, so much people picking apart and reading the small print in the long conversation. And that's what we've got to do as a community. We've got to have that long conversation together to say there's a lot of work to be done and there's a lot more people that need to get behind this. I think there's like 2,500 members in the ISCP. There needs to be more than 10,000 members yeah. in there. You know? and, we, and we really – in Australia – People in Australia, you know, there's plenty of us here. We, we represent really well Yeah, for a small country that compared to the United States, we represent really well. But, I mean, let, let's let's get behind this and let's put it in. And if there are problems, if there are things that, that are bothering you, well, come to the AGM that's right. and voice your opinion. You that's know, right. Like I you, think you get the ability to do that. That's right. So, you know – it's not about money. It, it, it what does it cost? One hundred twenty bucks or something it's a year nothing. to join, right? It's, it's not. It's not a. It's not a huge amount of money. And, and like I say, 
you, when what's, people, it, what, what's it worth to lose your rights? That's right, right? And that's the thing. And so you may never notice any you may never notice any return on that. Mm. And that would be because they're working hard on your behalf and you never even see the problems that are, are being deflected on your behalf. And what I've started doing is encouraging clients to join at not as like, cause you can join at different levels. That's right? Right. You can be a professional yeah. member, like, Hey, I'm a dog trainer. I'm part of this, but also you can be like an associate where it says like, Hey, I support you, but I'm not in, in, but I, I'm not an industry person, but I support you. And he's, here's my name to, to put some backing behind things. Yeah. Um, and I've started encouraging my clients to do that. And, and really, if you can take anything away from this podcast, this one in particular is like, I, I think that everybody should do the same. Mm. And, is the organization perfect? No, no organization is perfect. Never will be. No. And, and no business, no marriage, nothing. Yeah. No friendship, anything. Exactly. Everything mm. needs work. And and if it if it if you think that you would like it to be different, well join and make an effort to make it different. Because exactly. Because that's how these things happen. Like me and you have only been uh Small fish. Yeah. Well, we've only been involved with the ISCP for a couple of years. Yep. And here we are in a position now to to have a small amount of influence, right? And and anybody else has the exact same capacity to do the same. Mm. Every member's voice will be heard. And I, I think that if you want the organization to go in a particular way and support you in a particular way, get involved and then push the support that way. It's very simple. It's very easy. Yep. You um, too can be on the board if you, uh, if you work hard. And- yeah. Well, but even who- People don't want to be in the board, but every member gets hurt. You can go to that meeting and you can say like, hey, this That's is why the, the meeting. They yeah. put on food for you. Yeah. They, they went to a lot of effort to make sure that members felt comfortable and yeah. felt welcomed and invited and their voice could be heard. Yeah. So anyway, and like I say, that conference is, it is so necessary as a healing tool for the industry just to be able to spend that time with all those people, go face to face. Yeah. I think that it's a, it's a long journey for us. Fucking earth. It's a long journey for us. Um, but worth it. Yeah. hundred percent. Even my, it. one of my staff members, uh, Tegan, she, yep. she went over there and um, she just kept messaging me saying best time ever. Yeah. So I think that if you, you know, it's a year away for your next one, right? It, yeah, it's in 12, Florida. It's 12 months away. It's back at Florida. It was wonderful when we were there the other time. Back at the Tiki um, Bar. Yeah, back at the Tiki Bar. Yeah. I hear that there's some, well, there's at least one amazing presenter going to be on next year. Oh, who would that be? <laughs> Wouldn't be uh, Mr. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I've yep. been asked to speak, so that's cool. How cool is that? Yeah, that's cool. So Again, great representation yeah. from a small country. Thank, yeah. thank you, ISCP, for actually recognising the Australian conglomerate. Yeah, totally. Um, but, and, but, and and I tell you what. But wait, wait. Let me finish yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah, right, sorry. is what I yeah. want to say is stop saving your pennies now because going making that journey there is a hundred percent worthwhile. Because I think a lot of dog trainers and dog dog trainers and the dog training industry is fragmented because of isolation. Yeah, most people work for themselves. I work for myself. The operant canine is me. Yeah, right. But I'm lucky that I come and hang out with you and through this podcast we have a large community. Right, and and I work with I, I most most of my clients are dog trainers mm. but most of those people they don't have a person that they can talk to regularly about dog training most people are isolated they're, yeah they're, you're in your town you're the dog trainer in that town you know what you know and it's hard to learn new information there's loads of stuff online but you have to put yourself into it right yep. i think that going to that conference is the opportunity to get amongst other people it's the opportunity to network in a way that is not possible online. Yep. And what I certainly know for myself, and I think it, I think I see it amongst others, is that it is a, a healing opportunity to go, you know, the, the dog training world is so full of arguments and blah, blah, blah. And then you get there and you go like, oh, 
It's actually not. Here I am, and for the next four or five days or whatever it is, I'm hanging out with like-minded people. With 550 all, insanely awesome people. Yeah, who are all like have the same hobby as me, yep. the same job as me, yep. the same interests as me, and are here to hang out and have an awesome time together. Yep. So even if there were no fucking speakers, I would be there because it's just like, hey, we're here to hang out and just talk dog training and, and get to know each other better rather than like, you know, well, I saw you comment this bullshit and you go, and then you can say, well, actually, here's what I meant by that because I had 160 characters with which to answer that question. So let me, let me explain to you my position and let's spend 30 minutes. Let, let's drink a beer together yep. and really come to get to know each other. And, mm. and you, that doesn't exist anywhere else that I'm aware of. So yeah, that's my giant plug for it and push for it. Yeah. That's hey, th- there was a, there was a good point and that, and I really, I, I love what you just said then because I agree with everything. Everything you just said was perfectly rounded up. Mm-hmm. The other point that I wanted to mention was there were a few people that I met there that were new time people who had a little bit of a hard time actually reaching out and meeting other people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's, uh, when we're there next year, let's, um, if there are new people there, if you are new to the ISCP and you've come to conference and you've made that big jump and that leap to come across, let's do something about making people feel welcome. I was lucky when I first went there because, I mean, obviously Josh Moran and um, I knew Josh and Tyler and a few other people and, I mean, they threw me straight into the middle of it. And the the one person who really made me feel welcome when I went over there, apart from Josh and a, a few of those guys, Justin Hall being another one, love that guy, had such a the fun- Inspector. Inspector Sweaty Lacoit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but- Justin's a, an insanely funny person, had a great time with him, met him in, in St. Louis. We had an Airbnb over there. But um, when I actually got to conference, I met Duke Ferguson for the first time. Didn't, didn't even know who he was, never met him before. Duke came over to me and he goes, oh, you're from Australia. Mate, we spent probably about three hours sitting outside drinking beers, yeah. um, getting to know each other and him pulling people over and, and introducing uh, me to more and more people I was there. And, I mean, you see how – hard Duke works every year that he's there to pull people over to come over and say, uh, you know, like just something funny or be mm-hmm. part of the conversation. You've got to appreciate people like that because they really pull you into the fold and say, yeah. you know, come on over and, and meet this person and say hello to this person. We do need to get Duke on the podcast. I reckon I must have said to him a hundred times, hey, hey, we need to get some time to go down to our little podcast room and do an interview. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I dacked him happened. twice. Like he was, <laughs> he <laughs> he was, too, he was standing that. in the foyer and I dropped his shorts around his, his ankles. Lucky he was wearing underwear. That's harassment, sir. It is, but it was worth it. It's, <laughs> it's Duke Ferguson. How, how often do you get to dack Duke Ferguson? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we need to get Duke on the show. Duke. Figure out a time. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's show. get him on the show. He's a he's a fun guy, lovely guy, and he's he's yep. got a wonderful heart. Um, um, there were some amazing before we wind up. There were some amazing people there. There's a couple of who were some other standout people that you met there. Oh, I was just about to say, you know, well done to Birdie. We we literally oh, ran in amazing. at the end, but the feedback from her her presentation was unbelievable. The, it, expecting sixty people and got over two hundred people yeah, there. If I can. That's make huge it, for a white paper. Yeah. If I can make some suggestions to next year, it would be to have her present like as a, as a full slot, not a white paper slot. Because yep. I think I think what she brings to the dog training community is invaluable. Especially and, for healing people who are, yeah, who are reaching burnout point. That's right. And I mm. think, you know, the majority of people in this industry are of a particular personality type and yep. they are the exact personality type that need what she's got. Absolutely. Uh, Hallelujah. And, and so I think she did an amazing job for the feedback. I mean, 
we know she's amazing, but the feedback from other people was that it was extraordinary. Yeah. It was exactly what they needed, but they need more of her. Yeah. And so that would be good. Yeah. More of Birdie. Yeah. There's a couple of shout outs to a few people I want to quickly mention as well. Jason Cohen. Yeah. Um, we have to get him on the show too. on the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. He's doing a great job over in um, in New York. Mm. Sweetie George Clooney, mm-hmm. Brandon Jolly. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful guy he is. What a warm, friendly, loving man that guy is. I mean, he is just – there's no facetiousness about him. He's just the same person every time you yeah, go super. there. He's a super dude. Really, really appreciate Brandon. It was uh, a lot of people were missing Brent and Cat over there this year. Kept asking me about that, and uh, you know, obviously they have heavy business commitments and can't make it over every year. But it's hard. I get yeah. it. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's an expense. It's a yeah. you know, for us, it's like ten dropping ten grand. Yeah, to to get over to conference, you know, yeah. like it's expensive plane flights and including everything. the opportunity loss of you can't work. While That's you're right. There. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as I said to you, you know, you've got, you know, your wife, kids and your business and, and I've got my wife and my business and David who frets every time I <laughs> leave the country. I do get it, but um, there was some wonderful people. I met some new people over there too. Which Be I, careful naming people because you're going to leave people out and then you're going to upset yeah, people. Yeah, I know, but I'm happy to mention them in other shows. But, you know, like they were just – you're right. Look, there were so many wonderful people. Uh, Misha, who was – She's fun. She was such a rock star. Had a lot of fun with her. And like I said, met some new people over there, like um, Seafunk. Yeah, um, had great conversations. Cheryl we Rosser. Went, we went Cheryl on Ross. a we went on a spate of handing out nicknames to people. Yeah, we did. You started did. Like, started with J Hump. I Banks got named Jennifer J-Hump, Banks. Yeah, and then uh, we spiraled out of J Hump. Yep. Yeah, I admire J Humps. Yeah, she's, she's a cool. straight shooter. Yeah, she's yeah. cool. She says what she means, and she means what she says. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah, she's cool. As you said, there's an array of magnificent people there. I mean, look, we could pretty much mention 500 people on the show. And if we haven't mentioned you and you're feeling insulted, don't because we, <laughs> we do love you and and we really appreciate you. We appreciate the, the warmth and the hospitality. You know, I, have, sorry, I, I have a hard time leaving America now. Yeah. I really do. Wait, I wait, feel like me, I'm st- Wait, wait, let me, let me unwind something. Okay, go I'm on. playing it cool saying, yeah, J-Hump's cool. Yeah. But I owe her a great debt of gratitude because she's the first person – from the States that reached out to me to do a seminar overseas. She is too. Yeah. And she's the the first person that said like, that's a risk, you know, like, Hey, what's it going to cost to get you over here? And I'm going to take the risk and see if I can put that all together. And she did. And that has completely changed. That opened up the whole, no one wants to be the first in anything. Right. And so that's opened up America to me as Mm. a, as a workplace. And it is sort of where I'm doing most of my work at the moment. So like, uh, I really appreciate that, Jen. I really, really, truly appreciate it. And my gift back to you is the nickname of Jay Hump. (laughs) (laughs) carry on sir uh yeah so what i was saying before is that i feel conflicted when i leave america now because i feel very welcomed and loved over there yeah we had a good time we had a great time it's it's hard to leave it's hard to leave people who have become our family and i really feel that way about a lot of people over there like they're awesome people they're wonderful people you know, I love Australia. I adore so many people in this country and, and what people are doing, you know, watching people starting to take off in their careers. It's it's wonderful to watch. It's also great to go over there and, and likewise see people starting their journeys and, mm-hmm. you know, the things that they're doing. I mean, it's great because with the ICP position, I mean, I'm going to be heading over there quite a lot more now anyway. So mm-hmm. that's part of the, the role is that I'll be um, heading over there a couple of times a year. So, yeah. Well, Absence makes the heart grow fonder, so you'll enjoy those people even more when you're there. 100%. All 
All right. Hey, that we've got to wrap it up. I've got to go train some dogs. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, I just realised it's um, dog training time. So that's our big self-congratulatory story about our, our recent trip to uh, Canada and to America. We had a really good time. Thank you again to all the people that we uh, met all with. Of them. There's no way we could possibly name everybody that we had a great time with. Um, but please know that if we interacted with you in any way, we're very happy that we did. We I, I had a wonderful time and I, I met so many people and, and had I don't think I had one time. bad experience no, with anybody neither. over there. No, me neither. No, it was a wonderful it, time. The people, like I said, the people over there are just so engaging. It's conference. Yeah, it, yeah. It, There's something about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's so the Catalina wine mixer. It's the goddamn Catalina wine <laughs> It's the fucking wine Catalina mixer. wine mixer. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, would you say we've got another four episodes of something that we recorded? Yes. There, that they'll yeah, be trickling out over the next couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, we've got Dr. Ann Donbar, Dr. Roger Brantes, we've got Heather Beck, and we've got uh, Emma. Emma. We've got five because we've got Jay and, and Sweats yep. as well. Yeah. You know, before we do kick off, I just want to say one quick thing about Jay. Mm. I messaged Jay the other day about something that I really appreciate about him is the fact that he started up this whole GRC thing, which everybody knows about now. Yeah. And Jay has struggled his ass off to get his own dog through that. He didn't do it in a corrupt manner where he cheated his way through it and just gave himself an award. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I was, I was actually, I was absolutely jet lagged and I couldn't sleep properly. I thought to myself, you know, he could have really been unethical about that and just given himself a leg up and grand poobah, a grand poobah title, you know, the grandfather title and just made himself do it. But he hasn't, he struggled his own journey. You know, other people have surpassed him in his own game, his own support. Only jazz. Yeah, but you know you've got titles that he hasn't I got, got his, yet. I got his spring pole title. <laughs> That's that right. He wanted, yeah. But the thing is, is that he could have he could have just made himself look good and and cheated his way to the top. He didn't, and that that just goes to show who he is as a person and what he's doing and the ethics that he brings to his sport. Yeah, I think that that speaks volumes about anybody in those positions that they don't fuck people around and they don't cheapen it by doing those type of things. I personally congratulate him and I want to publicly congratulate him too because I really admire that in people because it's very tempting to do those type of things where you can just highlight yourself as a in a stature that you haven't really earned, but you know, he really wants to earn it the right way. Yeah. I, I really, really think that's wonderful. Yeah. Integrity above all else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know that I had a good time during the interview and just hanging out with him and Jazz. Mm. Uh, where they're going with all that stuff is 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 excellent. And and for the pet dog trainers giving like a okay, well here is get on board, guys. The GRC thing is so important for you and your dog's relationship. Yeah. Mm. And with Jazz, you know the time that she spent over there and and her growth. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, I, I said it to her there, but you know. I say it behind her back all the time and I like saying it to her face. I love her. I'm so proud of what she's done. You compare to when we first met her to where she is now. She's a different person. Teaching seminars internationally. She's amazing. And and getting amazing feedback and and feedback to the point where not just people say to her, like, yeah, that was good. Congratulations. Like people are fucking messaging me saying, holy shit, like we're done with you, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. No, well, close to, right? But but yeah, you like it. The good thing is that you've both got your own shtick. Yeah, you know, yeah, you've got yeah. your thing, and she's got hers, and you're both doing amazing with it. Yeah, um, you sh- you both should be really proud. You're doing a, a fantastic, bang up job, and you're really a- like you're both being great ambassadors for Australia. It's just remarkable, you know. Like, look where we've come, and mm. I, I, and I'm I'm really proud to be, you know, like I said, I'm really proud to be part of that Australian representation because we've got some amazing people in this country, and we look and, amazing in tuxedos, and we look amazing in tuxedos. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. I'm going to go train dogs. Yep. All right. That's it for uh, this wrap-up episode of the Canine Paradigm. This circle jerk. This circle jerk. Yeah. We've done a few. Yeah. As always, if you like what you hear, please like, rate, share, subscribe. Do that through whatever subscription service you download us from. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is via Patreon. I'm really excited about some of the Patreon content that we have coming out at the moment. I've mm. been sort of putting a lot of – there's a lot of people contributing to that, and I feel like I owe you some high-quality shit, and I've been really putting a lot of time and energy and effort into some of the content that's going to be coming out for you guys. So stand by for all of that. If you want to get in contact with us, the best way to do that is to shoot us an email. We are info at thecanineparadigm.com. Yep. Glenn, play your music, please. Yep.